Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 90 plus 6 podcast again with the regulars, me and Shay. Uh, I think this episode 9, where we're going to be talking about the Chris Pym and Clark Harris situations, and also we're going to be speaking about Coventry. Obviously, that's coming up tomorrow, but uh, we're going to speak about Clark Harris and Pym first, just to get that out of the way and sort of give our opinions. Uh, so, uh, Shay, how are you, man? How are you feeling? Yeah, good, mate. Obviously, got a lot of developing news to speak about. Obviously, the fate of Clark Harris has been determined. So we will give our obviously reaction to that and further developments in the Christie Pym situation and the Christie Pym fiasco, I guess you could call it. But yeah, we'll get on with it, I guess. Uh, obviously get that out of the way before we, before we preview the Coventry game, like you said, which yeah. is tomorrow. Um, yeah. So obviously the Clark Harris, we'll start with Clark Harris may as well. Um, his hearing thing got uh, delayed 24 hours. So it was meant to be a decision on the, on the Wednesday now, um, it was on the Thursday half one. So yeah, uh, Clark Harris, you probably know, banned now for four games, fined 5.3k over his historical social media posts back in 2012 and 2013. And he will also have to attend an educational program uh, for this. Obviously, pretty gutting, he is out. What's your sort of initial reaction to this, Sean? Obviously, the ban was sort of anticipated, I guess you could say. Yeah, I know, but... I didn't think it'd be four, so I don't know the comments he made, you know? Uh, mm. So I can't really comment about the comment, but I just didn't think it'd be four just from, like, the early rumours, you know? It felt like it'd probably be two, Yeah, you know? Uh, but four, obviously, big fine, I'm sure. Uh, that's probably his wages or just a bit under that week. And then, uh, and obviously, they all have to go to a course, don't they, I swear? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, when that yeah. when stuff that happens, so mm-hmm. uh, nothing wild, just gutting, and uh, yeah, too far. I haven't really got much coming, just gutting for us, isn't it? It's just yeah, it's just, yeah, gutting. We're now out, out, um, without sorry, uh, now and now striker for four games, obviously. Jack Marriott out for four to five months. I, I think we uh, touched upon that, um, in the previous episode, but we didn't quite know the, the severity of that injury, which is obviously. Very annoying. Obviously, he played uh, decently well against Sheffield, picked up that goal. And then in the Reading game, he was average at best and picked up the injury. But he was sort of picking up form, I guess you could say, becoming uh, more fit and sort of in better shape, I guess you could say. But yeah, Jack Marriott out for four to five months as well. So pretty gutting. And uh, I believe D-Max on his podcast, we can't really look at the uh, sort of the youth academy because one of the better strikers in the youth academy broke his arm in the last game or something like that. So, so it's all sort of going our way. I know I mentioned the injury crisis, didn't I? But it's sort of, the injury crisis is now well and truly upon us, Sean. I know you said it weren't really an injury crisis, but... Again, no, well, to be yeah. fair, it's still just, what, two players? Or, uh, uh, or, yeah. or four, I guess, if you count the def- defenders and stuff. Uh, again, all big injuries, actually, obviously, Marriott. But again, it's just, uh, we've got really three out-and-out strikers and two of them, to be fair, injured a lot. So, mm. Marriott and Ricky J. Jones. Yeah. And uh, so, again, I don't know what the club expected. We probably should have signed a striker. I, I remember even, to be fair, defending the club and I was sort of saying, uh, I get why they didn't sign a striker. But, and obviously the Clark Harris thing isn't down to an injury, but at the same time, when you do look at it, we really could have do one, but it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it is. Obviously, there was no point, like we said before, to sign a striker um, just for the sake of it, I guess. And 
yeah, it's just a bit going. Obviously, Ricky out as well, like you touched upon. And yeah, just sort of the injury crisis is sort of upon us. Obviously, Mark Beaver is returning soon. But yeah, we'll just wrap up the Johnson Clark House. Obviously, gutting he's out for that for that period of time missing key games obviously the Coventry game tomorrow which is massive it'll probably be Siriki Dembele starting up there uh, on his own or whatnot. we don't really know what sort of um, formation we'll go for but we'll touch upon our predicted lineup soon but yeah, yeah as uh, we'll talk about the Christy Pym situation because obviously that's another big big talking point I guess you could say because it is um, uh, more news now about him. Basically, DMAC said his time in the club's over, uh, practically, to put it simply. And it, it's it's quite surprising, actually, because you sort of thought that potentially he weren't, his time in the club weren't over. No. What do you make of that, then? What, what's your, what's your opinion when, uh, what's on his decision? When DMAC said it, I knew it was done. Because, again, managers say things. I don't, a lot of time, I don't believe necessarily what managers say, or I take what managers say with a pinch of salt a lot of time. Because obviously, uh, again, uh, they obviously have to say things in the public eye that wouldn't they wouldn't say privately, you know. Mm. But DMAC, a lot of the time, doesn't really care. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only time he really doesn't say something he means is when it comes down to transfers, you know. So and even then, it's sometimes, you know. So, uh, yeah. When as soon as DMAC said, it, I believed it, and I'm not I'm not really bothered if they think he took it too far. Uh, which I think he did as well, then it's right, you know? you got to do that. Yeah, obviously, if it was a boot thrown, like the rumour suggested, then it's no real surprise, like, that that his time at the club is over, I guess. And I'm sure there could have been other ways to go about it. Obviously, he must have been a bit annoyed at Faggy, but then again, I don't see why why he would be, in a way. If he's given them some criticism, you've just got to sort of take it on the chin. He's your manager at the end of the day. But then again, you don't know sort of what Fergie said to him but yeah obviously the players supposedly had to with like um restrain him from whatever uh and yeah so I guess but I guess sort of the player the other players in the squad sort of agreed with Fergie to sort of stop that from happening but yeah it's interesting obviously I got a quote here from DMAC himself. He said, I will I will back him by selling Christie in the January transfer window and signing another goalkeeper. Very interesting. Obviously, basically said he's gone. And then uh he goes on to further say, if it's the end of uh, end for Christie, we'll wish him well and remember that the part he played in our promotion last season. So interesting. Obviously, with the if if Pim is going and he and uh, David Cornell does get injured, then our only option is Will Blackmore. So, well, do you think he'll be able to come straight in the team and with success? Or if there was an Blackmore. injury to Cornell, yeah, Blackmore, yeah, obviously uh, academy graduate. I mean, I'm, I think it'd be hard for him, but mm. at the same time, I didn't really do that. And with Cornell, I won't crap myself. But I thought if he gets off to a bad start, then you know, yeah, I don't, I, you know, all the fans will be on his back and the club's back. Uh, but no, again, it's more of a, I think a thing. If it happens, obviously you got to believe in him. Uh, mm. You know, he's our. Uh, he would be our only keeper at the time that can really play. So you got to believe in him, but at the same time, probably isn't good enough for the championship. But again, no, I think it's just one of the things. When you're in the situation, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just got to believe in him. You know, you can't yeah. doubt him too much. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh... 
I'd be a bit concerned if Blackmore had to sort of play regularly, but uh, DMAC also said in his podcast or to the Peter Telegraph one of the two, he said if there was a long-term injury to David Cornell, then they would look for look for goalkeepers on freeze. And then also Fergie mentioned today in his post uh, pre-match interview, uh, saying that he's had a lot of clubs phoning them up for available goalkeepers. So I guess there is plenty plenty on the market. At least then there are those that can come straight in, but will they be as good as Pim? But yeah, also DMAC did say something about uh, Pim's basically not been playing it, paraphrasing here, but uh, Pim, Pim had conceded a lot of goals recently with not many shots, which I don't know if that's sort of a justified statement. What, what do you reckon? Obviously, would, he played played blind raffle against Sheffield, uh, not, not blinder against Sheffield United, blinder against um, Preston, I thought. Well, blinder yeah, maybe a bit too much, but he was, he was decent against them. Then again, the Sheffield game is a key area where you look at it and it's six goals conceded. You can look at the performance, but if you're conceding six goals, is you've kind of got to look at the keeper in some aspects as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he's had a few sort of average performances, but I guess, I guess maybe they are justified and now has been a bit, <laughs> being a bit optimistic in P- uh, Pim's case. There. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting that, Stuff like this can happen so quickly, and sort of he's he's lost his lost his um, career with posh, I guess you could say. Yeah. Obviously, I'm sure he'll find another club and and be potentially successful. With them, whether it's at this high of a level, what, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he'll be um, able to do it in the championship again? Obviously, he won't proven championship, but yeah, not re- really. Obviously, never say never, but. Mm. I mean... If another championship club signed him, that would be his first choice. Uh, and also, also I think Lee won again. He'd have to go to a League One club that needed a goalkeeper, and obviously want to take a risk on him and get them yeah. promoted, or you know, be in a promotion uh, winning side with them. So, I don't really seem to know move to another championship club. But again, I don't necessarily. Uh, I don't wish bad on him. Do you know what I'm saying? If he no, signs yeah. for a championship club, I, w- I wish him the best of luck. You know, I think. Again, it is sad. I think I don't know if we spoke about it in the last one or whether we spoke about it uh, privately, but it is a sad, it is a bit of a sad state of affairs because you'll see if he's took it too far, he's took it too far. You can't just keep him at the club just because you you know half like him. But we'll see. He has been here since what feels like a bit of the start of this Fergie team that he's made. You know, mm-hmm. and. And it's gotten it's had to end in a sour manner, you know. Yeah, it's it is like it would have been nice if sort of the situation sort of um, happened in a different way. I'm sure there could have been other ways. Pim could have sort of let out his frustrations, if you know what I mean. Just was it really? Obviously, it wasn't the correct decision to throw a boot your manager in any way. But sort of just I don't know, throw a boot at the floor or something like that. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Isn't it? Obviously, it's easy to say because obviously if it's anger is with with Darren Ferguson then I guess he felt it was the right thing to do or like yeah just just punch punch your boot or something to sort of let your frustration punch out in that way just, like you know, I don't know punch your boot no no you know what I mean like punch the wall or something not like don't, I don't even throw, know don't, don't throw don't, you don't even do that man yeah, don't even nah, do that well, if, what most players do is chuck a war ball don't they or they yeah chuck a war ball at the floor yeah, yeah. floor here yeah. like that's what they do they chuck that water ball on the floor yeah yeah throw their shin pads they don't do that obviously they go into a heat argument and this stuff happens and and again i don't mind that 
And I'm sure, I think DMAC feels the same as well. I think he pretty much said that he feels the same about all that stuff. Yeah, he uh, does like it, but obviously, when it yeah, goes too far, it goes too far, I guess. When it goes so. too far, yeah, you need to take action. You can't. And I've seen a lot of posh fans, which has really annoyed me. Uh, just be like, I feel like this is an excuse uh, for Faggy just to kick Pim out of the team and kick him out of the club. He he backed Pim, you know? Mm. He yeah. never, like, he never used him as a scapegoat. He only spoke highly about him, you know? And even in times where he probably should have been dropped, didn't drop him, you know? Mm. So Although, I don't think it's I don't think it is to just force him out of the club, you know? Yeah. Although interestingly enough, he did say in his pre match interview today that he would have dropped him even if that situation didn't happen for the Birmingham game and bring Cornell in. So Of course. So I which, don't, I, don't which, I I don't believe that being honest with you. I don't I, I couldn't imagine him to, uh, but then again, he might have. But I, I, I don't think he's ever dropped him since being at the club. So yeah, I, no. I, obviously, there's a first time for everything, and whatnot. But I, I couldn't have seen that happen. I feel like that's just a comment he's made, just sort of, just sort of yeah, to so. show people that that's not the reason for him, sort of. One um, well, obviously, well, him out of the club because of what he's done. But yeah, not an excuse for that or yeah. what, whatever. But yeah, we'll move on anyway from the Christy Pimp situation because it's happened, it's done, and yeah. We did get uh, before sort of the confirmation of Pim's base, uh, basically Pim's exit from the club. Before that was basically confirmed, we we took to Instagram to uh, to ask ask our followers who, what they thought. Will we see posh uh, Pim in a posh shirt again? Funnily enough, two people said yes. Twenty six said no. So it's quite interesting. That's that. So yeah, good obviously, engagement, to be fair, from our yeah, yeah, to, yeah, good engagement. Yeah, so thanks for getting involved. Then we will do future polls in in the future, man of the match polls and whatnot. But yeah, oh, we'll yeah, do that. We'll good. do we'll do some of them after the commentary game. But yeah, so keep keep eyes on them on the Instagram and that. But yeah, anyway, we'll move on to the commentary game. Obviously, kick off tomorrow, seven forty-five p.m. at the Rico Arena. Now actually called the. Coventry City Building Society Arena, which is a bit of a pain to get your sort of head around, but yeah, good name for yeah, a club. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't like I don't like names like that. Do you know what I mean? Like Western Home Stadium is it's like obviously for sponsorship reasons you understand it, but yeah, it's just, it's just a, mind, ours. Mind, no, uh, ours is a grew on me since you know when we first done it, mm. uh, first got it done. It's grew on me since, but you know where it's like normally like university. I don't know if Blackpool's done that or I know their shirt sponsor is though. Is there like? Well, yeah, well, university stadium. Yeah, you got like the University of Bolton yeah. Stadium and stuff like that. There, I don't like them names, being honest. Yeah, me neither. But, I don't. Yeah, because even like the Etihad Stadium for Man City, yeah. it kind of goes well, you know. I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just it's just weird, isn't it? But yeah, obviously, a club like our size needs needs that, that revenue. revenue it? Yeah, it needs yeah. the revenue. So obviously, we're not complaining, but obviously, it's, obviously, people still call. Our ground London Road and that, which is obviously its actual name, but yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, kick off at the Coventry Community Building Society Stadium or whatever it's called, uh, at 745. Um, what are your thoughts and expectations of the game? Um, I'm expecting a hard game, I'm expecting a tough one, like I do mm-hmm. every week, but Coventry's a really good side, and I think they're a club that we need to look at if we stay up to sort of. Uh, try emulate because again even when they, they've they still got a core group from uh, you know from when they came up you know mm-hmm. and uh, it just sort of grew as a as a team as a club since they came up from League One and uh, yeah they just stayed up that first year and just kept growing I think yeah we should uh, 
we should do that if we're in that situation. But no, the actual game, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. No proper striker apart from what? Dembele. Yeah. Count him. Uh, and even then, it's a bit iffy. What system we're going to play? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. And if, if we lose, again, it obviously will be disappointing. But uh, if we lose, it'll be disappointing. But as long as we just show a bit of effort, I don't mind, you know? Yeah, but I, I'm well, not. Not that I don't mind, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I just want to. Sh- I just want us to show a, a bit of passion, a bit of fight, especially when we don't have strikers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and hopefully still create chances. And then if we don't finish it, because you know we may we may not have a striker, and and we lose them one nil to whatever, I'll half I'll half get it, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we can't sort of expect too much when we ain't got a out and out striker, so it's we can create as many chances as we like. Obviously, we expect people like Sammy Dembele to put them away, but sort of the other aspect of this, uh, uh, the role as a striker is sort of holding the ball up, stuff like that, and actually mm-hmm. the better finishing side of it. Obviously, Dembele can still finish, like, get, got good finishing on him and and that, but without the physicality and the strength of Clark Harris, I think we might struggle a bit. Uh, obviously, headers win it's going to be sort of non-existent if we've got Sammy or Dembele up there. Our side's re- relatively small as it is, if you think about it. So I think we might struggle sort of aerially in the game and they'll sort of, if if they sort of play a long, long ball-esque style of football, then I think yeah. we might struggle. Yeah, if they do, that's what I'm saying. How come? Just because just like... I feel I, I just oh, in well, general... I guess, I yeah, like long in, ball, if it's like long throw-ins and stuff, yeah, because yeah, no, like long, Harris was big for that. But obviously, to be fair, I thought Birmingham played quite uh, direct football quite a lot up to Troy Deeney. And we dealt with mm. it really well in the sense of, again, how we spoke about Ronnie Edwards was very smart mm. in the way that they defended. And uh, and I think it, more it would be for us if we try to play long ball. Yeah. yeah. Or they force us to go long, you know, by pressing us really well and not giving us any options to go short. If then we go long and then they win the headers, which they probably will, being honest, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when it'll become a big problem for us, you know. Yeah, to be fair, you you are right in that aspect. But um, yeah, no, just but prior to Birmingham, I think we, we we've obviously struggled with things like the long throw stuff like that. Obviously, corners. Uh-huh. So, uh, just just in general, I feel I don't think many teams other than Birmingham particularly played sort of that long ball style of football. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they play against us. But yeah, if they if they do press us high in that, I think we will struggle to. To, we'll struggle going forward massively and but yeah so Birmingham didn't really press us particularly high I think they gave us sort of a lot of time on the ball which benefited mm-hmm. us so I feel like if Coventry get in our faces and want to have that sort of physical game then I think we'll struggle because just yeah. we're not our, our team isn't particularly physical you've got players like Dembele Sammy obviously are quite small George Grant's not the not the biggest in the world You've but, obviously, but people like Norburn Norburn Taylor and that they, they they'd be fine. But yeah, I feel like if they they are more physical, we just and sort of playing that sort of being like putting in big tackles, we just gotta try and play a play past it, I guess. And yeah, not no. sort of get involved in any drama and uh getting uh sort of frustrated with it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Picking up red cards and stuff like that. But I know what you're saying. But no, I think uh 
I don't know. What system do you think we should play, or I guess formation? Or say, I think we should. Should we get into our uh, predicted lineups? Yeah, we'll go start lineups. I, to be honest, I think we should should sort of play a similar style to the Birmingham game because I didn't think Clarkhouse was was that heavily involved. So I think we can sort of um, telegraph that sort of style of play because uh, it works so well against Birmingham, and I don't see why it couldn't uh, couldn't work against Coventry. But uh, obviously, Faggy probably. Obviously knows best, but I, I think it's sort of similar formation. To, yeah, definitely uh, similar formation to that. What what would you say that formation was against Birmingham? Sort of a four four three three. What what would what would you sort of say that was? I don't even nice know. Again, up. I think when we pardon me, sorry, uh, spoke about it. I think uh, yeah, defensively we went into a four four two, but I think when we were attacking, it sort of. Very fluid to be fair. Mm. Uh, it would be maybe if you could say 4 3 3. I'd, I'd probably pass to maybe a 4 2 3 1, probably. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Where, yeah, I think obviously Taylor and Norben were a bit deeper, and then Grant would go into that sort of attack midfielder position or where attack midfielders will pick up them pockets of spaces. I think that's where Grant really uh, done his business last time. That's why I think we should, uh, I'd say we play the exact same way again, defensively 4 4 2, again, two banks of four. Uh, press with the two strikers, which obviously I'll get into my two strikers, and I think they should be. And uh, pardon me again, sorry. Uh, and then yeah, do that, uh, and then press them well. I think uh, yeah, and when we're attacking, if we play the same way, I don't see why not. we didn't go long very much. Obviously, a few times we had to, but then obviously if we do go long, we just need to make sure we're aggressive on the uh, second balls. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, because we're not going to win the first headers. We need to be aggressive on the second ball, win the second ball, and also play around them. Because to be fair, if they, they are smart, they probably will press us, you know. And that's how a lot of teams do play. If they do that, we need to be good, sharp. We need to be able to, because again, we've done that really well. Because anytime Birmingham did press our midfield, Norban and Jack Taylor's uh, first time touches and turns were so key in getting uh, a bit, you know, a bit of space and being able to get balls out wide and in behind. After yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. from watching the Birmingham game, so I think if we play a similar way, as long as our I think our midfield and our defence aren't sloppy, you know, picking the right passes to play and are able to beat uh, the press, and we can really uh, get at them, and we don't necessarily need a big target man up top, you know. Also, no, it helps, yeah. but I don't mm-hmm. think it's ne- a necessity. I think we'll be alright with it short term, but obviously, uh, I get it's sort of mid to long term. There's four games; it's quite sort of long. It's- what a month month worth of games without Clark Harris. So I think we'll we'll get away with it for some games. Hopefully this is one of them, but I think some games will struggle, maybe against teams like Bournemouth who are who have more quality and I think Sammy and Dembele would struggle against them going forward. But I think against Coventry, I'm not saying they're a a bad side because they've put they'll be up there come the end of the season sort of mm-hmm. their their aim I would imagine is playoffs. But I feel like uh, in comparison to Bournemouth, obviously they're sort of expected to sort of gain that automatic promotion spot. So I think hopefully we'll get away with it against Coventry. And yeah, yeah, it, let, let's just hope so. Anyway, we'll get into our uh, predicted lineups anyway. Uh-huh. Obviously, I my team is very similar to to the team. Obviously, with the pit up the winning over Birmingham because I don't think we can. I don't think it it'd be right or fair to change it up too much, and we ain't really got that much options anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I will start off with keepers. Obviously, David Cornell will start, I would imagine, unless there was an injury to him. Whatever. What have you gone for your keeper, Sean? Oh, Christy Pym. Uh, yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> no, I agree, man. Nice. Cornell, I think uh, I'll say 
really good performance. Uh, and I think he deserves uh, the start today. And I think he'll be our keeper for the whole season. So, yeah, just Cornell. Yeah, I think he'll get tested quite a lot. I've got a feeling he'll get tested a lot in this game. So we'll see yeah. sort of how good he really is. And yeah, if he can play as well as he did against Plymouth. Yeah. Obviously, he played all right against Birmingham, don't get me wrong, but didn't have an awful lot Many to do. Series, yeah. yeah, and that's credit to us, obviously. Um, right back, I've gone for Nathan Thompson. Same. Yeah, nice. Uh, left back, Dan Butler. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And then two centre-backs, I've gone, obviously, Ronnie Edwards, he's got a start. Mr. Yeah. Rolls-Royce. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Fergie will change that. No way will he, no. will he change that. And I think it would be wrong of him to change it. And then Frankie Kent is the other centre-back. Yep. Yep. Uh, in the midfield, then, uh, two centre-mids. I've gone for Oliver Norburn and Jack Taylor. Yep. Yep. And then... Um, I'm sort of gone for that four-two-three-one formation or whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. uh, with Ward on the right, Sammy on the left, uh-huh. and oh, well, I'll change that. Sorry, Sammy in behind the uh, centre forward or whatever you want to call it, and then Grant yeah. on the left. I've gone for. Have you gone same? Uh, no, I haven't. Have I've you gone, gone for Grant? Is the again in the same position where he plays all the attack of the footer or I'd go Burrows left midfield. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I, I don't think personally we'll go for it. What, so is Sammy not on your team then? Or? No, I don't think so. I don't think, uh, again, I think, I don't understand why we, people are saying, no, I do understand. Maybe that's harsh. I shouldn't be that sort of close-minded, but I'm just saying, I, I personally think, you know, there's not a necessity to sort of play him up top, you know? Mm-hmm. People saying that's the only option. If he's playing up top by himself, well, what? Why is he better than Dembele if he played up top by himself? You know, he's not much taller, is he? What, a few inches, maybe two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, is he more physical? I mean, maybe a little, but again, ev- near enough, every defender should be beating him physically. You know, uh, is he faster? Maybe. I wouldn't, you know, say, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't I think say Dembele's so. Faster, yeah. I'd, I'd probably say Dembele is probably actually better on the ball as well. Mm. So, you know, I feel like people just make it right. Like, Sammy is the guaranteed starter up top. But I think, obviously, if I was Fergie, and to that, he might, he may, he might start up top. You know, I'm not saying people are idiots for thinking that because he probably, and to that, he probably will, you know. But mm. I'm just saying, I just don't get why he would when you can just put Dembele up top, who physically is very similar and has played there a lot more and is probably better in that position. And you just put someone else left midfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that quite interesting. I've sort of seen that across Twitter quite a bit. My initial thought would be Dembele playing sort of centre forward or whatnot. But yeah, either way, I think they'll both both play like you said, similar in a similar way, and they'll probably perform very similarly. But yeah, I'm guessing then you got Dembele up top. Yeah, then yeah, I haven't said that. Yeah, so then you got in behind. You got Sammy. Uh, Sammy, no, not Sammy. Did you go for Sammy? Sorry. Nah. Uh... Uh, Burrows, left midfield. Burrows, and then Grant, and then who's on your right? Ward. Yeah, Ward. Ward, yeah, Ward. Yeah, Ward's been <laughs> decent, so let's hope he starts anyway. Um, we'll we'll further speak about the commentary game. Obviously, we are we are going to it, and can't so wait. are can't we? Yeah, uh, obviously with the train situation, though, it's so annoying, isn't it? Like no trains yeah. home, and that like it's ridiculous, pretty ridiculous. Like even to Peterborough, you can't get a train back. On a on a match day, which is interesting because I'm sure there'll be high enough demand for one or whatnot. But yeah, I guess, I know. I I guess that's so. just not the case. I know that I got changed also Friday. Sorry for you on uh, Friday night game. 
because yeah. of what rugby or whatever. Yeah, rugby. Yeah, it's just <laughs> in there. It's because they it's because they ground share. I think it's Coventry Wasps they ground share with. Yeah. So I think it's they might own the stadium now or something, or maybe it's the government owned, but they've just sort of got an agreement with the Coventry Wasps to play. So I guess it's sort of their their yeah. right to be like, yeah, you've got a, you're playing yeah. on the Friday. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's though, nice right? though. Friday night under the lights will be good, but I think this will be our first night game, uh, away game. No. Yeah, first, yeah, probably, yeah. This season, first night away game of the season, it'll be good stuff. It's exciting. Yeah, okay. We won't go to many. The only other one, what we're thinking, of maybe Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, that'll and be definitely. We wanted to go Fulham, but that's gonna be hard, isn't it? Yeah, that will be a bit of a struggle, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 1,100 posh fans going which is which is a good turnout considering like we said the train situation and that so the only alternative is hotels or the option driving. of driving or um, the coach which oh, yeah, which obviously is quite expensive when you think about it but yeah so credit to everyone going hopefully as we can be as loud as we were sort of Sheffield that was good and I seen someone on Twitter say earlier the away forms actually this season been good so long yeah, may that continue has, obviously think... we got we sorry, had. Just gonna say, sorry, you sorry. carry on. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, what was it? I thought Reading was really impressive. My mm. fans we brought. I just want to say, whoever went, fair play. Because yeah. obviously we didn't. We're trying. We're trying to go to new enough every away game we can. You know, so yeah. to go to that is fair enough. And even yeah, any sort of late away games, I think you got to have big respect for. And I think do we take seven hundred? Yeah, seven hundred, which is impressive. Like, yeah, exactly. Reading's not the closest. Yeah, exactly. Like seven hundred on a night away game is impressive, and that that's not in any way sort of embarrassing or whatever. Obviously, uh-huh. we have no right to say it would be embarrassing anyway because we didn't go. But um, yeah, if there was obviously like fifty people, it'd be a bit <laughs> bit yeah, concerning yeah. and that. But yeah, seven hundred is brilliant, so it's good. And then obviously you look at Preston, they had seven hundred. Luton, we sold out. Obviously, not the biggest away end. Um, Sheffield 2000 and then 1100 so far sold for Coventry and I think I think you still get tickets on the day which is obviously good so probably a bit bit higher that number will be come the day but yeah can I get a score prediction out of you then what what are you going for I'll be interested to hear this after the uh, success of, against Birmingham 2-1 we ain't had a 2-1 yet I think we'll probably concede uh but obviously, never predict us to lose. So, 2 1, Dembele and Jorge Grant. <laughs> George Grant, nice. All right. <laughs> yeah, George Grant, he's got to start, though, surely, after that yeah. blinder of a performance against against Birmingham. It'll be, I think, Fergus just got to start him. Mean, he's not had much game time this season. So, definitely uh-huh. should be starting. I'll go for, you know what? I'll go for a 2 1 as well. I'll go Sariki Dembele. With a goal and Oli Norburn, I reckon Oli Norburn first, Oof. then Oli Norburn, then Suriki Dembele. And let's just say Matt Godden goal. Oh, Matt Godden, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, is Matt he, Godden. Is he fit? I don't know. Yeah, I believe so. I'm not 100 on that one, but I think this is his first time against us since yeah. leaving Posh, which would be interesting. I think Birmingham, fa- uh, Birmingham fans, Coventry fans, actually do rate him quite highly. To be fair, I was listening to yeah. the Sky Blue Pod. I, I like to listen to fellow podcasts. Um, when we're playing, whoever we're playing against, but yeah, they do. They obviously say he's very sort of he's sort of similar to Sammy in the sense that his work rate's very high, and you always know what you're getting with him in terms of that. So it'd be interesting if he plays or whatever. I'm not sure if he's a regular sort of start for them, but he does pick okay, up he goals. Started, he, started, he started against Millwall. I uh, did he? So yeah, he got subbed off eight second minute as well. So yeah. he's fit. They they think he's fit enough to pretty much play a whole match. Yeah. 
and obviously they've got some good players as we uh, spoke about. They got uh, Waghorn as well, who's a decent little player. Got oh, uh, was it O'Hare, uh, their tackle yeah. midfielder? Uh-huh. I've heard a lot about him. I've heard that he's actually really good. But uh, what is it? Uh, we were just speaking. Is it their uh, main striker is out injured now? Yeah, I can't remember if he's a winger, a striker, or whatever. But yeah, Davo injured. I believe he, uh, not injured. Sorry, um, he he got suspended against uh, oh, Birmingham. Right. Oh, not Birmingham. It was Cardiff. Sorry, I keep I keep saying uh, Birmingham. Yeah, uh, he got it. Uh, he got red carded very late on ninety second minute. I think it was he. He Silly. just he just flew into a tackle sort of thing. I was listening to Sky Blue Pod. I'll reference that again. They basically said it was sort of one of them tackles that late on in the game you just sort of want to get the crowd sort of sort of cheering I guess again or or whatever that's what they sort of compared it to but it was sort of a silly yeah. challenge maybe he was uh, getting frustrated yeah, I think it's da- uh, pronounced Dabo but yeah him yeah he's he's red card he did score against us in the fixture back in 1920 season when Moisa scored that late goal to equal uh, to equalize but yeah interesting fact there but yeah Dabo out so that gives us sort of a sort of a positive sort of to go with yes yeah, I guess yeah they're one of their star men's out and our, one of our star men's out. So it'll be very interesting. And yeah, you you look at players like Matt Godden, he'll probably score against us, let's be honest. Yeah, and it's written in the stars really. Yeah, he, he was always a good player at Posh, I thought. I just thought he didn't get a bit that big of a chance sort of in the shadows mm-hmm. of Ivan Tony, I guess you could say. But I think... So... And he, he started well last season. Do you remember? I remember seeing... Uh, he, he was scoring quite a few goals start of last season, I believe, in the championship. Yeah, or... he was doing really well. Uh, mm. from what I can remember. I remember us sort of saying that, you know, you know what fans about should we even sold him or whatever. Yeah. But being honest, probably should have kept him because again, uh, you know, when he was at the club, I didn't think, you know, with Isa, it mm-hmm. felt like not like he's a terrible player, but it was just right for him to leave. You yeah, know? it's sort of time that the but... cup was over. Yeah, and but I never felt I would got him when he was leaving. I never felt like, you know, ah, oh, it's right for him. You know, it's right for him to leave. I always thought he could have a future. You know, and I still yeah. think, obviously, I'm not down and out about it. Uh, you know, we've again we did create Ivan Tony, but imagine him and Ivan making a yeah. partnership. You know, that season. Obviously, we've got Sammy in a bit later. Uh, that season, uh, imagine them to them three in League One that year. Oh, what have been crazy! Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good player, yeah. Uh, I remember obviously we remember him fondly. Sunderland game at home. Uh, it was it like pretty much last minute equaliser? Yeah, that was crazy. Actually, that was for the one-one draw. I think that was just mm-hmm. that was actually crazy. What a day that was! Um, further looking at their players, their top goal scorer so far this season is someone I've not heard too much about, being completely honest. Uh, Victor Guillacarez. So, be interesting to see if he scores against us or whatever. Hopefully not. But, uh, also, furtherly speaking about the game, obviously our waveform's poor. Coventry have got a good good home form. Will it change Will it change tomorrow? We'll have to wait and see. But, we'll sort of wrap, yeah. up, our, wrap up our thoughts of the game and yeah, uh, I, I think we spoke about everything today, haven't we, really, Sean? Unless you've got uh, much else to touch upon. No, nothing really off the top of my head. Uh, just, again, Coventry, good side. If we lose, we lose. I just want to show effort. Hopefully, we play the same system as we did, and I think we can really get a result. Uh, and I'm hoping, yeah, that uh, as long as we just beat them, I'm guessing they're going to press us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what their style of play is. Uh, but again, if they do press us, 
and just sort of uh, helping me. We can just keep the ball on the floor. I think, yeah, we can beat any team in this league. Yeah. So, if we just play the way we did get spam them, yeah, we could come away with a result. And hopefully we do. We need to get this away from up. I think we need to be like that just quickly. Away from needs to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't always rely on this home form. I know Faggy sort of, Faggy sort of always, it's like the, our, our away form is almost accepted the way it is. And we're just sort of relying on our home form. I don't know if you agree, but the way the way our home form's always spoken so highly of obviously is a good thing, but I think the away form needs to be sort of centre stage at the minute and yeah. we just need to find a way to win away. Like is there something what's wrong with I don't know, is the preparation for away games okay and up to yeah. standard or whatever? I'd say I'd say it is and I think Fergie and stuff like has the same expectations as me and you. Mm. Where going away, it's not like it's not an excuse, you know. We should be going away and we should be playing as well near enough at home, you know, because that's how you should expect to go into every game, you know. Yeah, and uh, I think he's gonna be thinking, Oh, well, it's away, boys, so if you don't play well, you know, it's all right, you know. Yeah, that's not how Fergus will be thinking. He ain't that type of man, and uh, I think any fit field manager that would think that way isn't in the right job, being honest. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think, yeah, I think he, uh, I think after Preston, if I'm not wrong, he uh, said, again, we can't rely on our home form this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. it'll be good if that's if that's top notch, our home form, brilliant, but, it was like, but we can't rely on it just to keep us up, you know. We need yeah. to pick results up away from home. I, to be fair, I think, uh, if, again, we just play, it seems like we don't play the same as at home. You know, we play well at home, you know. What does, what does what? The ground necessarily changed, but obviously ground size is different. But that shouldn't make us completely change from being good to terrible, you know, mm-hmm. from one week to the other. You know, I just think it's more mental. I think it's more in the head of the players, you know, thinking yeah. that they're away, the, uh, the big crowds, the big stadiums, you know. I think it's more of a mental thing than tactics and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it's sort of the style of playing the standard, obviously, is much different uh, between both home and away. And it would just be interesting to see. Obviously, we've got to to start somewhere and pick up a win away somewhere. And hopefully Coventry is the place to do it. Obviously, they beat us quite a few times in recent recent seasons or whatnot. Uh, But, yeah, let's just hope we can get the three points. But I think we both take a draw, being honest. I guess we we can't always say we'll take a draw, but I think Coventry being fourth as they currently sit, um, I think a draw posh fans would be very satisfied with considering the circumstances with Clark Harris, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just a final thought, actually, a bit away, obviously. It's to do with posh still um, and the championship, but uh, moving away from posh a little bit, Derby County confirmation that, um, that they will enter administration or they are already in administration. Obviously, sad news to hear. We wouldn't want any team to go in administration. We've spoke about it in the previous episode. But, yeah, confirmation now that they have had their minus nine, uh, 12 points deduction. So they now sit at the bottom of the table on minus two points with a further points deduction that the Telegraph are reporting on, I think, uh, potentially yeah. uh, looming on them. So that's interesting. Obviously, sad They're stuff. They're going down then. If but... they get that further points deduction, that's mm. probably down. Yeah. Which has gotten that they've got to go down that way. And to be honest, also, if we stay up pretty much because of that, Obviously, you take it, but it would be just something that would be, I think, looming over, not over the club, like, necessarily, like, in a massive way, but it'd just be something that anyone could say to us. You only stayed up because of Derby's point deduction, you know? Yeah. 
And yeah, I it'd think, be yeah, it'd be yeah. nicer we're not in that sort of position where people say that. Yeah, exactly. I also it's better if we could just stay up on our own way, you know, where yeah. we earn to stay up. To be fair, but again, obviously, we can't we can't change that, you know. Yeah. Uh, they get the points deduction, they get it. Uh, if we stay up because of it, then it's what it is. But that's the thing. Just because they get a points deduction doesn't mean uh, that's it. We're staying up. They're still if the, if they get a big points deduction, they do get ready. There's still two other spots. You know, mm, that we've got to avoid and we've got to be better than uh, two, uh, two other teams. So uh, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. We've just got to keep uh, hopefully winning games and getting points on the board. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it'd be nice if our our survival isn't because of the unfortunate events at, event at Derby. But yeah, ho- hopefully yeah, everything, yeah. obviously we wish them like uh, that they would get Maybe. out of this, of this awful situation because obviously we don't want any club going under like we've said before but yeah mm-hmm. hopefully they can sort it out behind the scenes and they'll get new owners or whatever and yeah, sort out the, the situation they are a big club so they've got they've got a lot of assets to be fair they've got the stadium i'm not sure if they own their stadium but they've got capacity of about what 30k they've got some good players obviously a lot have left but they've still got a few good players in there ravel morrison uh, yeah, a few others, but... most of their good players are left, but then they're probably doing better than mm. they would have imagined. Because again, you know, also I don't know what Waghorn is like and and players like that and all the lower players they had last year. But to me, it felt like they had a rotten team last year. You know, mm, they yeah. might be good players, but they might be uh, a bit rotten in the way of their attitudes. You know, and not getting hundred yeah. percent. Also, I don't know. I'm not a Derby fan. I didn't watch them week in week out, but just outside looking in the perspective, I got. And uh, it seems like they're doing better with players that just maybe put in an extra 10%. It may not be yeah. as good, you know? And I think that does show something about football and how hard you got to uh, work. Yeah, I agree, to be fair. But to be fair, speaking about their players, they've got a lot of them probably will move on or whatever. And some of their academy players may move on for cheap if they're sort of in the situation where they need the money to sort of mm-hmm. stay afloat, which will be sad if a lot of their youth because obviously they're playing a lot of their youth players and they'll be sad if they go on the cheap and that's it the way they have to go yeah, 100%. Yeah. and again you don't feel be, to be like that but at the end of the day it's a situation they're in sadly you know and yeah. it's you know you can't change it now it is what it is I mean I wonder if DMAC would you know maybe be trying to get in there with some of the youngsters I don't know obviously I don't know yeah, I don't think that'll be his first thought. Being honest, I don't think. I think it's. I don't think of, it's his first thought. No. Yeah. But if they come available, maybe in January again. I don't know who that keeper is, or maybe if we need a striker still. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be honest, but mm-hmm. it feels like not the ethical thing to do, though, doesn't it? Like I know, but at the same time, maybe it is the ethical thing. Except if they need money. Yeah, I guess it works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The thing, like I think most most clubs that are in that situation would rather. Sell, say again, I don't really know, I haven't been in the position, but just from what I've heard, might want to just sell to get the money in, you know, because mm. they, they might need it, you know, because if they yeah. don't get that money for that youngster, then they might go down, you know? Yeah, it's a fair point to be fair, and yeah, you, you're totally right, being honest, but yeah, let's let's just hope that that situation is resolved relatively soon, and 100%. yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up there then, obviously, make sure to check uh, check up on the socials, we will, we'll be asking for score predictions for the next game against Bournemouth, which is in midweek, uh, Wednesday night, in it, I believe, uh, so yeah. we'll get them, uh, we'll ask them predictions prior to recording the preview episode for that. Uh, so yeah, make sure Instagram ninety plus six uh, underscore and on Twitter ninety plus six underscore Facebook ninety plus six and TikTok ninety plus six pod where we will be 
uh, releasing further content on there as well. But yeah, we'll wrap up there. We've, we're, I think we've spoke about everything, given our thoughts on the game tomorrow. But yeah, we, we would take a, take a draw realistically with the situation of Clark Harris. But yeah, we'll wrap up there. And thank you for listening. Up the posh. Peter. Up the posh. Cheers. <laughs>